everyone. Welcome back to the Get Cute Podcast. And I am really excited to start talking to y'all about recruiters because it is something that I have been dealing with for the past, really for the past two weeks, although you could say for the last two months, but kind of sporadically. But now I'm really in the thick of trying to find a job and dealing with a lot of recruiters from a lot of different places. So I figured that I would go ahead and give y'all all the information that I have found to be useful for me and what has worked for me really, really well over the past four years and more specifically over the past two weeks. Before I get into specifics though, I need to do my disclaimer because unfortunately this is what it has come to. The disclaimer goes as thus. I cuss in this podcast. I may not present information in a way that is palatable for you, so this is absolutely your way out. If you don't agree with me cussing and believe that takes away from the information that's being presented, feel free to pause, close whatever app you are listening to the podcast on, and go ahead and remove my downloads from whatever mobile device you may be listening to me on. Uh, So that way you don't have to send me any emails or DMs and I won't have to add more rules to this disclaimer, which is kind of really lame that I have to do it anyway. From my experience of being hounded by recruiters on LinkedIn, directly from my website, or from recruiters that have somehow managed to find my private cell phone number, there are two types of recruiters, external and internal recruiters. And as I go through this information, it may become very apparent what type of recruiter I like, but I digress. Y'all will figure it out as I go through. External recruiters are recruiters that are usually from a recruiting firm where their livelihood is based on how many people they can get to apply to Rex, how many job placements they can get, and usually how much of a salary they can get based on the limitations of the company for said Rec because a percentage of their commission is based on that as well. I have found working with external recruiters to be an issue because when you're looking to get the salary that you deserve, especially as a black woman, where there isn't a lot of black women in tech already, and then you're already paid less than everybody else, the recruiters are on the side of the employer and not necessarily for you in terms of fighting for the salary that you deserve. Now, this isn't to say that this isn't true for internal recruiters as well, but I've had this situation with an external recruiter and zero issues with this with internal ones. I have literally had a recruiter from a recruiting firm in Philadelphia tell me that I shouldn't ask for too much money so soon so I don't hit a salary ceiling so fast. Now that was maybe three years ago and I'm four years into my career and at my last job I was making six figures and I don't think that I've hit this salary ceiling that they're speaking of you know because six figures is a lot of money between six figures and seven figures so hi paul from said recruiting firm in philadelphia i still haven't hit that salary ceiling you're speaking of and i feel like you may need to get a better line if you just don't want people to ask for a lot of money for the recs that you're applying for i'm just saying They typically also don't have a lot of technical knowledge about that particular job outside of what they were given of the already written rec from the HR of the company and whatever buzzwords they use to scan for resumes to cold call or email people. I sound biased and that's because I am. I view external recruiters as very, very like the sharks of the recruiting world and that's because so much of their salary and their livelihood, as I said, is based on the aforementioned things that I already mentioned. And that's not their fault, that's just kind of shitty how that is handled, but you know, they're 
are actually nice salespeople. They're really manipulative, but they're nice. So maybe just be a nice manipulative recruiter. That works. Internal recruiters are recruiters that are hired and are on the payroll of the company looking to fill the rack. They will have a company email address and are usually assigned one to three teams in which they devote the majority of their time to. That means they know the hiring managers personally and will more than likely know the ins and outs of the team, including important things like tech stack and team dynamics, which are the two most important things that I ask recruiters when they call for me. They will keep in mind the company values and how the team works when they are looking to edge you out for their team. And they are the first barrier once you are reached out to or if you apply for a rack. I have more success with internal recruiters because I can ask nitty gritty questions about the tech stack, team dynamics, if they run an agile shop, if they have a dedicated product owners or managers, how day-to-day -day problems are handled, what the on-call schedule is like with the team, how large the team is, how many engineers, etc. If the recruiter can't answer the question, it's usually less than one business day that I receive an email back with those answers since they are directly tied to the hiring manager of the team. This isn't to say that all internal recruiters are rainbow and sunshine to work with because like everyone else, they are juggling a lot of responsibilities. And oftentimes you fall to the bottom of the basket. Unfortunately, for someone that is looking for a source of steady income now, aka me, falling to the bottom of the basket for two weeks isn't acceptable. And it's easy for anyone to drop that company and focus on companies that are giving more prompt answers and are valuing your time. My general rule of thumb to not waste my time and to not waste y'all's time is to never, ever wait more than three days for a recruiter to get back to you. That is, unless there's some circumstance like they are on vacation, taking personal days, or if it's over a weekend or a holiday. There's absolutely no reason that you should be waiting any longer than that for a recruiter to get back to you with scheduling or any other information that you've asked for. Today's episode is brought to you by Grinding Coffee Co. Grinding Coffee Co. is a black LGBT plus affiliated and owned coffee business that is aimed at providing coffee to gamers. Being black owned isn't even the best part. 50% of all company branded merchandise, including hats, mugs, shirts, etc. The proceeds are directly donated towards a charity of the company's choice that is in need. They have a great selection of flavors and also have variety packs in case you can't figure out what beans to choose. Visit grindingcoffee.co or click on the affiliate link in the show notes to use the code GETCUTE, and that is G-I-T-C-U-T-E, to receive 20% off your order. Put your money in coffee where your mouth is. Support Black, LGBT plus affiliated and owned businesses, Grinding Coffee Co. And now back to the show. Now that I've identified the pros and cons of recruiters, how are you supposed to handle the inflow? How do you feel the questions that they will ask you? I have compiled a list of questions that are common across all recruiters that I have come across and how I handle them, and perhaps this might help you. For some background on to why are you listening to some chick with a podcast talking about how to help you get a job, I have been a software engineer for four years and have managed to land four plus jobs, and obviously I have turned down the majority of them. So I'd like to think that I am good with talking with recruiters and landing a job is a particular skill that I've always been really good at. Hmm. So question number one that I typically have is, what are you looking for in your next role? And this is a question where you need to be honest with the recruiter and also yourself. Think about what you truly want to do. Do you enjoy front-end work more? 
API construction, maybe you just enjoy DevOps, maybe you want to be full stack like me. Well, everyone wants a job. There's no need to lie and say that you love front end to get plopped into a front end role and automatically be miserable. Don't lie just for the money because I have done that and I found myself in roles that I truly could not stand. So make sure that you have a good understanding of where you want to be technically and where you want your career to go and it will help you a lot with recruiters. And maybe if this situation turns out to be a no, there will always be another job and another recruiter that you can say yes to that aligns more with your preferences. Question number two. Why are you leaving your current role slash what happened in your last role? So with this one, I used to struggle a lot because I have had situations where I have left previous jobs on a not so great note. And the best thing that I can say is to just be honest. Nothing good has really come from completely lying about what happened in your last role. Not that I've completely lied in any way because why the hell would I? Do you need to tell the recruiter that you were fired? Hell no, but you can tell the truth about what the root cause for the parting of ways was. Always, absolutely. There's a myth that's been circling around on the subreddit CS career questions for as long as I've been lurking that Reddit, so I suppose four plus years now, that being honest will screw you over once the employer goes to check your references and your employer, which is unequivocally false. There is always a way to spin a negative situation into a positive situation for you and your future employer, and you don't want to lie. I would feel like lying about it would be an even worse way (laughs) to start a new job because now you have to start your job with a major lie, and you have to always be on and remember that you've lied about that certain thing. No one is really that good at lying to keep that up all the time. It always catches up with you. So just go ahead and be truthful from the start. That always works. And if it doesn't work, that's probably the company that you don't want to work for anyway. When one door closes, another door opens, yada, yada, yada. Some optimistic bullshit like that. Ah, my third and last question. What salary are you looking for? You know, people treat this as a really tricky question, but in reality, it's rather straightforward. There are a lot of things that I could say or talk about slash rant about as far as how America as a society views talking about salary and how specifically the tech sector talks about salary. And no, I'm not referencing that weird tech thread that was going around a few months ago where it seemed like just a bunch of really high paid tech people from California were showing off that they were making half a million dollars Whereas a lot of people were making, I don't know, $80,000 for essentially the same job, depending on their location and cost of living. In not a braggy way, just more in an informational way. There are two paths that you can pick. Path number one, telling them the number in your head that you're willing to leave your job for slash want to earn and say that you're negotiable on. Um, so this requires you to have a base number in your head. So I highly suggest researching it. 
there are things like Glassdoor and the Apple Blind that will give you a better idea of what salaries for certain levels of the position are. And you can have a really good average when you're going in to ask for a number because the last thing you want to do is be underpaid. And the really good thing about the app Blind, although their ableist name of the app is kind of concerning, is that you don't know if the person's male or female or whatever. It's just a nice round average of what that particular position at that particular company is. So that way you make sure that you're not lowballing yourself. I typically always think of a number in my head that would be a great number and then add 15% to that because usually as a black woman, I would be lowballing myself anyway if I don't add a number to that. And it's been working out pretty good for me so far. Now, you can always also say that the base salary is what you're negotiable on in terms of balancing it with other benefits like stocks, bonuses, vacation time, 401k, etc. Now, path number two is to tell them that your, your salary falls within the average range of what a software engineer is being paid in your area. Now, this is really helpful because it's telling the recruiter that you've obviously done your research on salaries in the area and the field, and that you're expecting them to also be paying fairly. And if they can't somehow meet the lower end of the range or the higher end of the range or nothing in between, then you know that that's not the company for you and that you'll be able to find another company in your area that will actually pay you the average or maybe even above. Using these two methods have worked out well for me and I've used them twice in two different scenarios and it has been great in terms of percentages of jumps that I've had in my salary. Pretty awesome. Today's episode has also been brought to you by Audible. Audible is the leading provider of spoken word entertainment and audiobooks, ranging from bestsellers to celebrity memoirs, news, business, and self-development. I've been using it to reread A Song of Ice and Fire by George R.R. Martin, and I'm so glad that I have the audiobook version to get through them this time instead of reading them on my iPhone. Audible is giving Get Cute listeners a free 30-day trial and free audiobook. Yes, free. Just visit audibletrial.com forward slash get cute. Again, visit audibletrial.com forward slash G-I-T-C-U-T-E today for your free 30-day Audible trial. Now let's get back to the end of the episode. In conclusion, I just want to say that dealing with recruiters is not as anxiety riddled as a lot of people like to think. They're just people trying to help you get a job and they reach out to you obviously because they think you would be a good fit for their team and for their company. Now, not every interaction with a recruiter is going to be great, but I'm hoping that a lot of the tips that I taught you in this episode will help you manage the waters and also help you make sure that you are paid fairly for whatever role you're applying for. Because for some odd reason, as an industry, we're still very tight-lipped about the salaries that we all make and have. And as a software engineer and an industry where we are very privileged to be making what we are making, I think that we need to be more vocal about it. So hopefully some of these things help. As always, if you like this episode, please feel free to leave me a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening to this episode. It would really help me out, and it helps me drive me up the charts. And because of you, um, I'm assuming y'all were rating me other places, I charted 
a lot of places, but specifically on Apple Podcasts technology in the United States, which I haven't done since last year, I think. So thank you all so much. Uh, your comments and reviews are really helping. So please keep doing that. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, feel free to email me at thegetcutepodcast at gmail.com, or you can tweet me at getcutepodcast on Twitter. Now, um, a couple of things. I did put out a call to action for people to help collaborate with me on some episodes that I want. Um, I already have two people in mind lined up. Um, a few people have already filled out the Google form that I have. Um, I will not put that in the show notes because I, I, it may go away, but um, I will tweet it again at Get Cute Podcast to let y'all know to go ahead and fill that out. Um, I think it would be really cool to collaborate with people with the community and get some different perspectives on the podcast and to also just not talk to myself for 15 to 20 minutes every episode. Yeah, other than that, I think everything's cool. I don't have any other information to share with y'all. So with that, I will see y'all next week and have a happy uh, holiday that I'm not celebrating because black Americans in the United States still are not uh, shown as equals. So I won't be celebrating any holiday where uh, a country does not recognize me as an equal citizen. But to all of you that are still celebrating, or to those of you that are just wanting to go to the pool and eat some barbecue, y'all have fun this weekend. And with that, I'm out. Bye.